That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Okay, Caitlin, I have a question for you, and I'm curious to hear the answer. Okay, let's Which hear is why it. I'm this one. Okay, <laughs> obviously, uh, duh. Okay, so, <laughs> Lynn, how often do you use pogos? I, it's rare. I would say like one in ten sessions, maybe less. <laughs> do you? look forward to the opportunity to use pogos like where would you if you had to rate your stoke for pogos on a scale of one to ten huh (laughs) (laughs) i think when i realize it's an opportunity to try it i'm like oh let's see so maybe there's a lot of stoke for it i just don't see i have the opportunity all that often for sure. I also think seeing like you have to I feel like you have to kind of use them more to see them. Yeah. It's kind of like right. definitely part of using a skill for sure is learning to see where you can use it. Like it's very interesting with like people that have coached in person or like people that I've worked with. It's like if they're not that great at using heel hooks, I'll like in 18 different questions, like ask around the point of like, what are your other beta options? And I'm like, what if you used something that rhymes with schmeal of your schmutt? <laughs> and like, you know, like not like not like that, but kind of like that. And they just like don't fucking see it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I'll ask like 18 different pointed questions and it's just like not coming. But that's because part mm. of the learning process of like any kind of like unique new skill, like a heel hook or a toe hook or a pogo. Um, I think the skill is learning learning to learning to see where you can use them is like definitely that's hard, you know, part one of the process. Caitlin, for those who have never heard of the phrase pogo, do you want to describe it to the people? I can try. I sometimes (laughs) get I get pogos sometimes confused with like a moon kick. People call them the people call they're like the same thing people call them okay like a moon. well that's good to know yeah moon kick and pogo same same, same word same i just call vibe. it pogo because i feel like the moon board shouldn't get the full branding of a uh, i also 100%. don't know if it's related to the moon board or not why people call it a moon kick but i imagine it I is because pogos definitely pop up on the moon board a lot so that's a mystery to me um what? but yes I've, same same <laughs> yeah i've also heard ben moon applies that technique a lot and I okay think a yeah. lot of the moon board problems employ that yeah anyway for sure um this is about <laughs> him or that board we already have an episode on it so whatever yeah um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so go listen to that um anyway i would say it's more of like a like you're using your almost like your leg to like mm-hmm. huck yourself over there but it's a full body movement where you're I, for me at least i like and I'm literally like mimicking it in real life. Um, I'm, <laughs> I like lean <laughs> over and I kind of like let my, my leg do the momentum sort of like yeah. hop over there. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let me, I'll, I'll like, 
I'll, <laughs> I'll tighten this up a little bit just in Great. case you're having trouble visualizing. So imagine that there is like a hold far away from you and you only have one foot that is also pretty far from the hole. And you're like, I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to just push off one foot that is low to get all the way up to this next foothold or to this next hand, right? Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this jump off this low foot. Like, maybe you can do it, but it does feel like spectacularly far. What can we do? Because it would be nice to be able to use both feet, but like, let's say it's steep and smearing's just not really getting you anywhere, yada, yada, yada. You can pogo using your back foot. And it's kind of like what a monkey does with its tail, where it like whips its tail back and then uses its tail to like catapult it forward. So that's what that's kind Hold of on. what Caitlin was describing <laughs> with her leg. Um, oh, okay. Monkeys, some monkeys do have tails. I don't know why I was envisioning monkey? like an orangutan. <laughs> like, and I was like, monkeys don't have tails. I was like, um, maybe there's a nub. I don't know. But yes, you're right. Like a lemur <laughs> yes. or something with like their little. Yes, yes. So the way you're okay. kind of using your back leg is to kind of like use that as like your pendulum to like bring yourself forward and give yourself momentum when you can't generate all the momentum that you need off of just the one foot you can use your back foot to like swing yourself back and then get that swing going so that you can kind of like explode and create more momentum when you don't necessarily have you know all the momentum tools and footholds available that you usually would like um so these definitely come up on the moon board a lot um yeah and are these i would say are a very important skill to have if you are a shorter climber <laughs> so because Great. if you're think about it if you're like so let's say you have three points on right it's like you have your right hand on left hand on left foot on but it's super stretched out like you don't have that much room to bend your leg mm. and make a big move it's like if you're completely Fair. if you're like almost completely stretched out you can bend your knee like a little bit but that's not gonna ever be enough to like get you to the hold you need to go to you will have to use your back leg to get some swing going so you can use that leg to generate momentum like mm. straight up that's definitely a place where i find that the the pogo is very useful and fun to use so yeah i agree i think pogos are extremely fun um but before so i got yes. this this episode is all about sneaky momentum tips and tricks i have a few of them coming in hot for you um we're definitely going to be talking more about pogos uh but before we get to that caitlin do you want to remind people how they can acquire a limited edition average climber sticker <laughs> yes everybody wants one so we have to tell you how to get it um <laughs> yeah because once so, i don't think it's i think it's fucked up to reprint stickers that have a now deceased corgi on them the corgi appears alive on the sticker but rest in peace stubby the corgi he was rip. a very good little corgi <laughs> good he little lived to be very old um but yes so we're we will not be printing more stubby the corgi stickers this is it uh, this is it. So, so you get. This is it. So, so you get. <laughs> so if you would like one of these said stickers, you can leave us a review. What you're going to do is go on to Apple Podcasts and you're going to write us a, a little little blurb about what you think of our podcast. Hopefully, just it's, a couple of sentences yeah. is plenty. Or it's a very sentence helpful. like you you rule. Although like, sometimes love this. It's great. Perfect. Yes, you perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if we read your testimonial on the podcast, then we will send you said sticker. 
We really appreciate your reviews. They help us a lot and they also make us feel really good. And, and that's also a nice thing. Yeah. And it's fun to have your words read out loud. Yeah. On the airwaves. Yes. Immortalized. (laughs) You will live forever. (laughs) Um, Yes. Immortality and a Corgi sticker. What more could you want? Um, Awesome. Oh, Let's see. Yeah. Oh, producer Josh would also want us to introduce ourselves. We're really getting this oh, out of order. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone. Before we get into the sneaky momentum tips and tricks, you're listening to a snack break on the Average Climber podcast. I am Lauren. I am a certified personal trainer and climbing coach, and I'm here with my lovely friend, Caitlin. I am Caitlin, and I am a certified nutrition specialist who works with climbers and outdoor athletes. And today's episode is exclusively for me, um, <laughs> and uh, everyone else will just benefit. So, yep. um, no, that's not true. But it, you will benefit because I think that these sneaky momentum tips and tricks, this is something that you asked your your Instagram, right, Lauren? And they said they needed this. They didn't specific. This is the thing. Sometimes I read your guys' questions and I'm like, you think you need <laughs> you this? You think you need and that? You actually, need this. Right. <laughs> so, so this is a I'm giving you what you actually that. need um, in I terms of your it. momentum questions. I took some of the themes and I was like, you know what the people need? Some sneaky momentum tips and tricks. So, that's what we're going to do. We need today. some sneaky sneak. Okay. So, yep. Lay it on us. What is the first sneaky momentum tip and trick that you would love to bestow on me slash us all of us okay I love talking about cutting feet I feel like it is controversial I feel like the way some people talk about cutting feet is truly idiotic um and I want to offer some nuance (laughs) to this discussion so okay one thing I want to so we are going to talk here about cutting feet well there are absolutely advantages to cutting your feet on sometimes there are advantages and sometimes cutting feet is not the beta and figuring that out is up to you but I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that but Caitlin what situations can you think of where and I'm sure you climbed on boulders like this what situations can you think of where cutting feet is absolutely the beta If you have to move to or move in a direction that is not close to where you currently are. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, So when you don't literally don't have a choice. um, Okay, perfect. Yeah, (laughs) we'll get into that. When there is nothing else you can do. Um, But also, I think, too, if you are are trying to. Well, this might be the same flavor of the same thing I just mm-hmm. said, but I think too, like if you're if you're trying to like use your momentum to get somewhere, it might just be something you have to accept in order to like grab a hold, catch a hold, but also like keep yourself safe. So you're not like for me, my shoulders used to be kind of funky. If I if I stayed on a foothold without cutting feet there were times that if I had just cut feet and accepted it, I would have engaged my shoulder better. Mm, Yeah. Like it's like, okay, you can either keep your feet on and get so stretched out that you're landing a dynamic move on like a super extended shoulder because that's like how, how you have to land on it. Like there's literally no room to like bend your elbow slightly and have that like nice engaged packed down shoulder. It'd be better to just jump to it and land with an land with like, yeah, that's a really good example. Um, there's other times where it's like kind of in the same vein. It's like keeping your feet on 
and trying to like walk them around on tiny feet when what you're going to end up doing is just replace them like higher up. Like I'm definitely thinking of situations Mm. where you might like just cut your feet on like two massive jugs and then like pop a heel hook up or something like that. Like things where it's like, you're about to put your feet on something really good. So stop trying to like do 18 steps to like walk them over to the good foot and just like cut your feet in a controlled way for a hot second and then put them where they need to go instead of wasting a bunch of energy, maintaining momentum in a bunch of like suboptimal positions. So quite a few, um, quite, you know, it's definitely some nuance here, right? It's like sometimes cutting feet is a good idea. Sometimes you do not need to do it. Um, and let's kind of like, so I'm going to take you through how to cut feet well and also how to determine whether or not you need to. (laughs) So, so Caitlin, as a shorter climber, do you ever, I call it like measure measuring sort of like getting your own. And actually that's a Nate Drolet calls it measuring too. He taught me this concept or at least a word for it. I think I had done it, but I never like thought of it as measuring, but that's mm. basically what you're doing. So when I say measuring on the wall, what do you think of? I think of literally like, <laughs> trying to see what's realistic like I'll I'll kind of like I don't know stand stand up to or actually there are a couple ways I do this maybe if this is the correct way to use this word um (laughs) so from the ground I'll like kind of see how far something is and if it feels realistic for me to be able to actually grab it with my Mm -hmm. my body as it is or if I need to be dynamic or yep I will start at the next move and see mm-hmm. if I how can... low your feet go. Yeah, exactly. Is that yep. correct? That's that's pretty much it. So yeah, that's usually I would say it's maybe bet like especially if you're trying to figure out like if you can reach a hold from a certain foot or if you need to cut feet. A great way to do that, like whether it's with a boost from a friend if you're outside or like climbing up some crash pads or like whatever. But like go ahead and pull on to those two handholds and then just try to see if your foot even reaches because I think if you're a shorter climber or if you're just trying to figure it out like tall people have to reach far too whatever but like you know (laughs) if you're like I guess I'm like no I don't um but they don't really they just reach everything um but like no so so if you're doing that instead of like doing the whole drama of like I think I'm just too short I'll just have to cut feet like like it's like just measure it just like actually observe like literally can your feet touch or like no um and if the answer is like just barely but I don't think if you have to take any sort of like speed into the move like if you think you're like yeah like maybe but I'm there's no way I'm gonna be moving slow enough to like hold that position when I hit it like it's like the answer is like your feet are probably gonna cut and if you just measure real quick you can kind of figure that out um the second so that's kind of the thing like one to figure out if your feet actually need to cut like go ahead and do a little bit of measuring first like step one to like check that (laughs) the next thing um use the right amount of momentum uh caitlin have you do you feel like you've ever like what happens when you give something more oomph than it needs i usually will get way out of control might miss the (laughs) hold like go right past it um or I like kind of fly out of it I learned this actually by doing slonkies or sloth monkeys ah um, yes sloth were, monkeys the slonky yeah, <laughs> the slonky uh I actually would 
I would like huck myself at something and be like, oh, oh no, like that's <laughs> that was too much. Child. Yeah, too too much monkey need to back mm-hmm. off. Uh, I feel like, yeah, that's that's happened uh, many a time with that exercise. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I'm trying to become famous for saying, so please like say it and then credit me. Momentum <laughs> is like salt. Uh, uh, if you what? use too much, it's bad and like Ooh. things get out of control. And if you don't use enough, then like it's blah and you probably don't like hit the move and all that stuff. So you want to use like just the right amount of momentum and like honestly using too much momentum where you like you know there's a lot of like you can tell when there's like a lot of rebound energy and you almost like swing off the wall Mm -hmm. one of my favorite one of my favorite things that nate asks me in our in-person coaching sessions side note if you're in the salt lake city area and you want a good in-person climbing coach go to nate he's awesome i will link his email um in our show notes um but one of my favorite things he asks me when i'm like clearly overpowering a move excuse me he'll go like how far is that and I'll be like, it's so far, I want to die. And he'll be like, no, really. How far is that really? Give me a measurement. And then I'm like, a foot and a half. And he's like, <laughs> do you need that much energy? Like, do you, do you need, need that, that much, much momentum? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. But yeah, that's also one of my favorites. I love asking my athletes that. I'm like, how far is that really? Like, is that really a big move? Like, where do you think your chest is on the wall? That's another one where I'm like, if you think that's a big move, where do you think your chest already is? And they're like, there. And I'm like, how far is that from the hold? They're like, six inches. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so that's something too. It's like learning to give just the right amount of momentum and also acknowledging when a move is like huge. And when it's not is really important too, because you might be overpowering it because you're acting like it's some like gigantic move and it's actually like not that big. Like being like, this is actually not that big of a deal is actually a great way to like stick moves and use you know so that's one thing you can play with like what's it like if i use 10 percent more what's it like if i use like 10 percent less momentum like what you know turn change that and like add a little bit take back a little bit and like experiment and that's a great way to do it um another thing i want to bring up with momentum is like bringing your momentum in like the correct direction and that also relates to like where you're trying to land on the hold so caitlin let me ask you this If you are landing on a hold and you're going to have to cut feet and the hold is like, you can just grab it. uh, It's like a flat, it's like a flat in cut crimp. It's like completely, you know, the surface of the crimp is like completely perpendicular to the ground, like nice in cut, pretty big edge, solid to land on. What direction do you think you want to be jumping at it from? If you had to go to it diagonally or up and down, which one do you think would make more sense? Hmm, I'm visualizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say up and down because if I go diagonally, I run the risk of either either o- overshooting it or grabbing it incorrectly. And also my yeah. body is going to be swinging diagonally versus like down and into it absolutely okay so now yes exactly so if a hole is like straight up and down ideally or like perpendicular you want to be landing on it you know so that when you're coming down on it you're not like rebounding a weird way right um so that's one thing you want to look at is like what's the best way to grab the hold that i'm going to and what direction do i want any like rebound like if there is going to be any rebound momentum what direction do i want it coming into because if you're like 
going up to a hold or like dead pointing up to a hold, if you need to like pull down on it, you want all the, any extra force just helping you in that direction, right? Like you want it going down. Okay, now let's talk about, let's take that hold and turn it to where it's like at a diagonal now. So now your hold is like more of a side pull. Um, not like fully side pull, but like, you know, mm-hmm. you turned it, you turned it a little bit and now like you're pulling on it more like diagonally to some degree. Where, how do you think you want to take your momentum now? Definitely diagonally or even like, I guess, depending on where it is, like diagonal and maybe sideways because mm. then you also want to be able, like for me, I think about like, okay, if I'm going to like huck into something I want to be able to get to a point where I like land into it and like can pull into it but my body feels like instead of being up and down where like maybe I won't grab it and I'll fall straight down I kind of want to fall into it diagonally you want to be so you want your rebound momentum like any extra energy to be kind of taking it you in the direction that you want to pull it right yeah yeah okay let me ask you this this is where things are going to get tricky is jumping diagonally at it going to get you what you want? Like if you jump straight to it diagonally, is that actually going to get you what you want? Imagine you doing that. Like if you were just standing on the ground and you can put your mic down and go do this right now if you need to, but like (laughs) (laughs) actually do it. Okay. I want you to go, go stand on the ground and then jump up diagonally and then see where you land. Okay. Please hold. (laughs) Okay. She's doing it. I'm watching her. <laughs> okay, Caitlin. I feel Where like did you land? Straight down. <laughs> straight down. Okay, but no, you didn't. You landed like two feet from where you started. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like away from where I was, but instead of, like if I jumped diagonally, I'm still like, coming Mm. down like yes but do you if the hold is facing diagonal so you kind of just went in sort of like a bell shape right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you went up and then landed a few feet from where you were in like kind of that like bell bell like hump shape is that Mm -hmm. the direction that you want your momentum to go if you are trying to be pulling back on that side pull hmm no no so what do you want to do man that's hard to visualize i feel like (laughs) this is weird but like it's what we all do a lot of the time and this is like definitely a key thing like the direction you take your momentum is very Mm -hmm. important in terms of how um okay i'll let you struggle for just a little longer so think about i'm gonna make a so if you want to pull like this think about a circle Ooh, okay. That makes sense. So, like, you're saying, okay, you you kind of have your, like, your arc, and then when Mm -hmm. you grab it, your body is, like, kind of completing the circle. So, this is what Coach Nate calls a J-swoop. So, you kind of want to take your body in, like, a J-shape so that if you're landing on that, like, side or diagonal thing – you're kind of coming back to where you started. So it's like, you know, let's say I'm trying to grab something with my right hand and like pull diagonally on it. I'm going to swoop my hips 
like try to take them in a little bit of like a side circle to the right so that as I'm coming back over to the left and completing the circle, then I'm pulling on that hold. Versus if I just go straight diagonally to it and launch, all my direction is just going to like blow me past the hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I don't think so. Yeah. It's funny, but it makes things, it's wild how much easier uh, it can make things. Shout out the Fast Track Movement course if you want to learn more about this concept and like see some videos and have it broken (laughs) down. Just fucking saying. Um, saying. Okay. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Helpful. Uh, Okay. So so you should definitely, but if you're like liking this chat, you're going to love the course. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Okay. Jay saying. (laughs) Jay saying. (laughs) <laughs> um okay so yeah big big moral of the moral of the story there is that like look at where the like look at the direction you like want to be pulling on the hold consider your options for how you can grab the hold and then like choose the path of your momentum that makes the most sense for the direction that you want to end like landing on that hold okay I do want to finish by talking just a little bit about pogo. So we already kind of defined like the usual pogo, but now I have a couple new slight uh, flavor changes on Mm. pogos that I want to talk about. (laughs) This first one, I'm also going to credit Nate uh, because I never would have thought of this. Um, This is an arm pogo. Uh, So this is a fun one to play with. Yeah, Nate showed me this and I was like, oh my God, hilarious. But so this is like pulling your arm back. And then if you swing it forward, it's kind of like doing what your like leg does, but with your arm. This works better if you're on like bigger holds. Like if you're on some like trash hold with your, you know, then I'm swinging my right arm back and my left hand is on something like not great. It's not going to be very fun to like just generate a bunch of momentum backwards. But if you're just trying to like carry momentum and keep things going or you like really want to just like give yourself some extra oomph pulling your arm back behind you and then flinging it above you to like help you get some more momentum, almost like a discus throw is a very fun uh, Mm. variation. And you can get like, it's wild how much momentum you can get of just like pulling your shoulder back and then like launching it up and forward. Um, So that's a fun one. I like that. Um, And then another way to add some, so now we're going back to our traditional more like leg kick pogos because part of the pogo is like generating the swing, right? And you might see someone who's like mm-hmm. gearing up for a pogo, kind of like creating a pendulum with their leg and sort of like swinging it back and forth. But one thing that you can do to add extra spice to your pogo and get a little bit more energy out of it is actually kick the wall behind you. Um, or you can even kick the wall to like get the swing started. Cause sometimes it's hard to be like holding onto holds and like maybe you have a tiny little foothold and you're like, uh, I can't just like be like waving my leg around until like a nice pendulum gets going. So you can actually like wrap your like scorpion your back leg around, kick the wall, and then use that to like give yourself even more oomph into the pogo, mm. which is extremely fun. <laughs> so yeah. that's a great yeah. idea. Very cool. Yeah. That is a fun one as well. So let me sum up all these little tips. Um, So first thing, you want to cut your feet well. Make sure that you measure whether or not you need to cut your feet, like objectively. Um, You also want to use the right amount of momentum and take your momentum in the right direction, depending on the direction that the hold is going. And then the second thing is we talked about three other uh, categories of the pogo. So we have our normal pogo. We have a leg pogo where you kick the wall behind you, which is a fun way to do that. And then we also can do a little bit of a pogo with our arms too, which is another sneaky momentum trick. So there you have it, people. A fun chat about sneaky shit you can do to use momentum 
to the greatest effect. Um, yes. Caitlin, do you, as this episode is coming out on January 25th, do you have any fun things that you want to tell the people about? Well, I don't know if this is fun because it relates to people missing out, but <laughs> <laughs> if FOMO's fun, then sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but I have changed up how I accept new clients. So if you are interested in working with me in a one-on-one capacity, I am now um, doing quarterly acceptances and start dates so the next time you will be able to work with me is in the spring if you don't get in now and something Mm. else new that's happening is in addition to one-on-one coaching with me for three months in this you know winter period into the spring is I will be doing monthly group calls just because I think that nutrition is something that can feel really isolating and lonely. And I think it can be helpful to talk with other people who are working with me and develop a community with other like-minded people who are working towards similar goals as you. Um, Maybe not completely the same, but there's a lot to be said about community with other cool, awesome people. So you can apply now at the link in my bio and definitely don't wait because that application will be closing and then you will only be able to join the wait list until the application opens again in early spring. So that's all I've got. Nice. Uh, Lauren, what do you got going on? Let's see. Okay. So I'm very excited to say that yesterday the Crush It intro program became live and available. Ooh. And for a very limited time, you can get access to the Crush It intro program for 25% off, which puts you at a an eight-week training plan for under $50, which is what? dope as hell. So if That's you're nuts. like, I know I should probably train, but I don't know what to do and I don't have time to figure it out, but I do want to train, the Crush It intro program is your answer. Um, you are going to love it. It's such a fun intro into moving better. Um, these, If these concepts of about momentum have intrigued you and you're like, ooh, I want to learn how to use momentum, that's what you're going to learn in the Crush It intro program. It's going to be very fun. Um, so make sure to sign yourself up for that. Um, and get a good deal on it while you can. Uh, the other thing I want to remind you of. So I, if you don't, if you recall, we put out a very fun episode about um, planning a year of climbing. And I decided to turn that podcast episode into a short, punchy, fun goal setting course. Um, and I guide you through the process of setting a goal and planning a year of climbing. It's an awesome course. Um, and for anyone that purchases any program from me in the month of January, so you have just a few days left, um, you will get access to that course for free. Um, and as a reminder, if you are a client of mine or you have purchased any Crush It program ever, um, you are getting access to that program for free because perks. Um, and then awesome. the, Yeah, because I make so much stuff. Uh, Okay, speaking of me making so much stuff, don't forget. So if you, again, if you liked this discussion of movement, if you liked learning about momentum, there's a whole module on momentum inside of the Fast Track Movement course, complete with fun homework questions and videos and a little short lecture on momentum. Lecture is a strong word. It's like a short, punchy video where you're going to like learn some stuff. Um, So I think you will love the Fast Track Movement course if you've been liking these movement-based snack breaks. So there you have it. That's what's going on with me. Um, And yeah, just go use the right amount of momentum, like your salt and some steak or whatever. That's the, (laughs) that's the moral of the story. Um, Wow. I am so hungry. 
well, I Caitlin, was just you should that. probably. I'm like, it's <laughs> lunchtime for us. Yeah. We, we, need to we go. recorded G2G. a snack break and now we need a snack break. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I hope you take yourself a snack break too, listener. And until next time, everyone, keep it average. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha